Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome to our podcast. It's JC and I today to talk about unique benefits for all size companies. And Wendy, how you doing, JC? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You're not talking about unique benefits like, hey, uh, I've got five tickets to head to the Shriner Circus or anything. You're talking like something hey. a little bit more important, right? Hey, we could throw in the Shriner Circus in there too. So <laughs> well, let's put that on on pause right now. But seriously, let's not a uh, let's not throw that into the trash can because the thing with benefits uh, today, you know, it's 2022, close to 2023, is that we need to personalize benefits for employees. And that's an almost impossible task because we have, even if you just have five employees, how are you going to personalize it for five different people? Imagine if you have 500 or thousands of employees, yeah. but people want different people want different things. That's really what it comes down to. And it's expensive. Hey, Wendy, how, how complicated would it be? You know, I mean, we, we own our cars and we buy insurance for our cars independently. It seems like a, an incredible task when you're thinking about the small business owner having to go out and buy their own independent insurance or something like that. When, when you've got multi-million dollar corporations out there that offer these amazing packages but it's like they're getting a group buy price or something like that i don't know it's a there's a whole thing going on there there really is i mean the the businesses that are considered small employers which are majority of our businesses in the united states are small employers so let's just say under 100 employees but really probably just you know 20 25 employees if you don't have 50 or 100 employees um, there, there are some magical numbers there in the health insurance world, for example. But if you don't have a minimum of 50 or 100 employees, you are at a great loss and you're not going to get a good, great group rate because now your, your risk is spread over a very small amount of people. The, the companies that have thousands and thousands of employees, you know, the risk on the insurance side is, okay, most of those employees or many of those employees are going to be healthy. Many of those employees are going to be young. Many of those employees aren't going to need these benefits. So when you buy, you, the company, buys insurance for everybody, let's face it, the insurance company is making money because many of your employees aren't using that that health insurance. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess that's all the more reason just to get rid of your older employees. Yeah, no, no, my goodness, no. Oh, oh, let me catch my breath there. No, I know, I know you're, I know you're I'm saying only that kidding. tongue in cheek. Only kidding. Just everybody listening, that is illegal. Don't do that. It is not good advice, bad advice right it, there. Yeah, and you, you know, it's it's illegal to be asking about their help um, in in interviews, and when you're you're putting them, you know, on your payroll as well. And I know companies do it, and they don't know any better. So if you're listening, please. You know, health insurance, health insurance needs, health needs are no reason for hiring uh, or terminating an employee. Um, but, you know, the, some stats are in pre-pandemic. So pandemic is, is a whole other thing. But pre-pandemic, 
the average employee received 32% of their compensation. So their total compensation, not the actual money that goes into their bank account via benefits. So what do you mean by benefits? You know, it could be paid time off, any kind of insurance down to life insurance, retirement plans, matches, whatever it might be. That's 32% is huge, a huge cost for small employers. Bigger than a huge cost for some. And I'll tell you what, taking a look at uh, some of the things that you shared with me before today's podcast, there's something here I'm not really familiar with. And maybe you could help dissect this. And hopefully people listening along will learn a little bit along the way, too. It's this hospital indemnity insurance. Is that a thing? What's going on with that? Yeah, it's interesting that we're doing this uh, topic today because I just spent like an hour and a half going down a rabbit hole this morning for a friend who left a larger company um, recently and uh, went to a small company and that small company doesn't offer health insurance. And so she has a few choices. The choices are Cobra, which is incredibly expensive. Um, and so hold that thought on that indemnity a minute here. I want to read a stat to you, uh, from the 2021 Kaiser family foundation report. It says that average health insurance premiums, and this is for small firms, not even just for individuals, $7,813 a year for single coverage. That's not even including your co-pays, your deductibles, your high deductibles. So that's just to get the plan. And I can guarantee you that's probably a high deductible, meaning you got to pay $10,000 out of your pocket. You, the employer, which many aren't going to do that, or you, the employee have to pay your premium and then pay, say $10,000, $6,000, whatever it might be out of your pocket before you're even covered for for example, for maybe a surgery. Um, so it's, it's really expensive. So, you know, I was going down this path this morning trying to help my friend out because I'm a licensed health insurance agent. I don't use it. I don't sell insurance. Um, I just got it so that um, I can help my clients and understand what it means to you know have health insurance and so that yeah. no other agent or company takes advantage of them. So usually when I come to the table, the other insurance agents are like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just and got so, real. Yeah, it just got real. She knows the terminology and it's super, super complicated. So I was telling my friend, okay, if you, she's a very healthy person, rarely goes to the doctor, maybe once or twice a a year, she's like, I'm not going to go and pay this, you know, $1,200 in Cobra. Or if I went and she was going to get another plan that was like 700 and some dollars a month. And, and that was pre deductible. She's like, this is ridiculous. I don't use health insurance. I don't want to pay all that. So another option I was giving her is this thing called indemnity plan. So and, called- and by the way, you're saying $700 a month. I mean, for some people that, you know, might be in an affordable part of the country, uh, that's something that they could plan for or save for. But in certain areas of the country, rent is way too high. The cost of living is so high, mortgage rates, et cetera. And, and I really want to emphasize rent there because in many of the cities up here in New York, the rent is so high. That $700 is just going to go George. you having a one-bedroom studio apartment. So you could be talking about the difference between food in the refrigerator or health care coverage for the month. Uh, exactly. And where I live right now, it's an incredibly expensive to you know rent a hole in the wall as well. And um 
you know, it's, it's just insane. It's completely insane. Uh, you know, we won't go down the path of talking about, you know, getting national healthcare or anything like that, but we're not there yet and don't know if we ever will be, but there are options and I want the small employers to know. So in theory, if you're a large employer, so you have over 50 employees, um, and there's some ratios you do there, but let's just say 50 full-time employee equivalents. Once you're, you're now considered a large employer, which I laugh because you're really not. <laughs> right. But the law in, is, okay, you're supposed to offer your employees health insurance. Many of my clients who are 55, 60, 60 employees, they're like, I can't afford as an employer to offer this, nor do my employees want to take it because they're getting it from the government, from the Affordable Care Act or from Medicare or Medicaid or you know, if they have a disability or they're getting it from a spouse's plan. So not only does the employer can't afford it, the employees are saying, no, we can't afford it either. So we don't want it from you. And so it puts us all in this pickle. So, you know, an option for the folks that are listening or saying, I still want to help my employees, even though I have a very small budget. Uh, You can be looking into things called supplemental indemnity plans. And one of them is a hospital plan. Um, I have these for myself. Um, you've probably heard of these under uh, companies like Aflac, but there's a lot of Aflac has a lot of competitors as well. And so there's a lot of different plans out there. And basically what it is, it says, hey, Wendy, you're going to go to the doctor and you're going to pay for it out of your own pocket, whatever, because you don't have health insurance. And then you're going to turn in a claim to your supplemental indemnity plan, which is super cheap, by the way. And that plan is just going to send you a check. And you could do whatever you want with that check. You can go buy groceries. You can pay, you know, reimburse yourself for that doctor's appointment, uh, whatever it is. But the indemnity plans are a really cheap option for employers to offer something to their employees. And then the employees can say, oh, okay, I don't need, I don't know, dental, but I need hospital coverage or I don't need, you know, um, accident, but I need something else. And so, please talk to an agent for the folks that are listening. Uh, you know, you could call me if you want, I'll connect you with somebody, I'll find somebody for you. But the indemnity plans literally gives your employees cash in hand for whenever they use medical services. And to the one last thing I want to say about that is you, the employer don't even have to pay for it. I encourage you to pay for it because otherwise what, what benefit is it really? Sure. But you can just say the benefit is we're offering it through our services and we'll help you hook it up and everything. But I would encourage you to say, hey, we're going to give it to every, everybody gets, I don't know, a hundred dollars a month and you get to pick out a plan that um, adds up to a hundred bucks. Does it that make says sense? here in some of the statistics, the average hospital state costs over $10,000 for each visit. And if you're thinking about having children, having a baby is a beautiful yet expensive time investment it really is. Hospital indemnity insurance can help reduce that final stress of of having a baby and, and starting a life together. Or even if you're looking to uh, uh, adopt and you've got child care needs and concerns moving forward, uh, there's considerations there as well. Yeah, there really is. So please, you know, make sure that you're you're looking at these plans. I'm, I'm, um, obviously, you can't see my screen because we're on a podcast, but I just pulled up a quote that I was looking at this morning for my friend. And it's a hospital indemnity plan, $122, $123 a month. Uh, and you, you get coverage for going to get a checkup. You'll get a $75 check every time you go get a checkup. 
you get payments, a cash payment for if you've got it, how to get an x-ray done. Uh, you get money, you know, if you were in the hospital for this plan, it was like for every day you're in the hospital. If it was a sickness, you get a thousand dollars a day. If it was an injury, $2,000 a day, there's ICU benefits, hospital benefits, ambulance, surgery, emergency room. There's a ton of them. Please look into it because it is a really great option. There was a plan I was looking at today. I think it was like 25 bucks a month. Of oh, course, wow. the, the, yeah. And the money was uh, that you are going to get reimbursed if you went to a hospital, obviously is a lot lower, but it's something. It's something to say, hey, employee, I care about you and I understand you're getting health insurance somewhere else, traditional health insurance, because we don't offer it. But what I am going to offer you is an opportunity to sign up on the indemnity plan. Hopefully you're going to be the employer that says, and I'm going to give you some money towards that, by the way. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's tons of questions on the table in regards to common benefits for all organizations. You want to do that coming up next? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.